0: The places and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Town. 400 meters left to go in the Battle of the Bush. Trommelschlag and turn in first. Ballente back to the inside. Then came Fully Max. Rather Salubius out in the centre. Then came Awanichi starting to wind up with Tango Rain. Middle of this is in the centre. Down towards the distance marker. Ballente the leader. From on the outside, fully max. Rather Salubius coming at the pair. Then Arwanichi. Ballente's the leader. Rather Salubius is coming quickly on the outside. Rather Salubius moved up, hit the lead. It's go to Parks, Battle of the Bush. Rather Salubius beat Ballente. Arwenichi, middle of miss, S-style girl, Tango Rain, Galapagos never got in the call, then fully maxed. Further back in the field was Sweet Venom. Next over the line, Trommel Schlagen got tired, then Sharanda. Further back, Tango Rain, OY. Next over the line was Hit Snooze. Further back, Evie, uh, Evil Eye Mac. Then came Raiden, was near the tail, Zillator. One of the last ones to greet the judge in the Battle of the Bush at 2021.
1: Yes, a wonderful win there for rather salubrious for Wendy Peel and David Reynolds at Eagle Farm on Saturday. And a great call as well from Ben Hall, who was our guest caller for the TAB 2021 Battle of the Bush final. As we welcome you to Bush Beat for another week here on Radio TAB, looking back at the weekend that was of course all eyes on Eagle Farm for the Battle of the Bush and then otherwise all eyes are on the skies because we had a couple of meetings that were washed out on Saturday we never knocked the rain because we know it's a long time between drinks when it comes to the wet weather Uh, but it was disappointing to lose the uh, Alpha, Gladstone and Matt Isa meetings on the weekend. Uh, They transferred Roma to Sunday, it was great they were able to continue on with the uh, tab meeting there for the rugby slipper taken out by Sherwood Prince we'll talk about that this morning on the show and also touch on the Gatton Cup win for Bubba Tilly and Brenton Andrew with hell of a babe. Rockhampton, of course, weren't able to race on Sunday either, and they're transferring to tomorrow for their Tattersalls Gold Cup program. But lots to get through on the show this morning. We're going to uh, touch on the uh, Laura Cup program at Mariba with Peter Rowe joining us very soon, and a special guest also joining us very soon, as we welcome Rob Luck to Bushby once again this week.
2: Morning, Rob. Yeah, good morning, Tony, and that race call. Fantastic race call, Ben Hall. Um, Help build that emotion, that theatre for our uh, pinnacle of i suppose country racing tony this battle of the bush final third year in operation two hundred thousand dollar prize money and uh, you can only sum it up uh, probably best with dave rannell's post-race interview which i think the emotion dave showed Uh, just how important this is to country racing and to country trainers and no better person to tell us about that than uh, david himself good morning to you dave congratulations to yourself wendy Peel, owners and the whole go-to park team for the win by rather salubrious
1: oh he's just dropped out he was dropped out he was there and now he's just fallen off the off the twigs we'll grab him back i know his phone's probably going flat because he's done about 37 <laughs> he's, interviews. He's been, with,
2: he's been with Ray Hadley, I think, this morning.
1: <laughs> he's done about 37 <laughs> interviews in the last couple of days. And, yeah, the uh, the phone just has not stopped. I was, uh, I was uh, lucky enough to catch up with Dave Sunday night at uh, Suncorp Stadium at the State of Origin. He looked a little tired and emotional then. We've got him back online now. The uh, The phone battery's just
2: holding up, Dave. Welcome to Bushbeat. Hi, guys. Welcome.
3: How done?
2: Yeah, David. Congratulations to yourself, Wendy Peel, the other owners, and go to Park. And I was, I was saying, with the the theatre of Ben Hall's call, the importance of the Battle of the Bush. But the emotion of your post race interview,ed I think it sums up what the Battle of the Bush is about for country racing. Uh, just take us through the win, your feelings, and and what you see or what you think about the Battle of the Bush. Oh,
3: look, as I said, it's been a goal of ours for for three years, you know, to to. Let alone get a runner in it, but to win, um, it's a great concept. Um, as I've said to a few people, I, look, I'd go to Brisbane in that style of race and set up and try and win thirty thousand. It's not the money; I think it's sort of the prestige, on on my views anyway. So,
2: yeah, there's certainly a, a prestige to it, and it's it's being tweaked as it moves along this race. Third year since the inception. Uh, it's only going to grow in strength, 200000 in prize money. And, Tony, you informed me it had the second-highest win tote pool to the Tats Tiara. And uh, I also believe it went pretty close to being the first leg of the quaddie. Mm, yeah, it was uh, certainly well
1: in consideration. And Ben Dorries was saying that on Press Room yesterday morning with David Fowler. That it would have been interesting to make it the first leg of the Quaddy, but maybe they just shied off that because they were worried about the form. But, Dave, there was no worries about the form with your fellow. But I've got to ask you one question. Did the trophy make it home safely?
3: Uh, yeah, I remember to get out of the locker at the casino, so uh, they wouldn't let me uh, take it inside, but yeah, I got down the street and told you I'm missing something here,
2: so uh, yeah,
3: it was a very big noise.
2: <laughs> Dave, I thought the winnings winnings would be aimed at the next yearling sale, surely? <laughs> uh,
3: yeah, um, there's a few other things that will go there. I'm in the process of building another block of 10 tables, so... Um, it'll probably help to pay those, I suppose.
1: <laughs> Dave, you said it was three years in the planning. Just take our listeners through that planning of, of how Rather Salubrious came to be our 2021 Battle of the Bush champion.
3: Yeah, well, she wasn't um, actually one of the horses I ever thought would be the one. Um, I sort of I had music scene, I had He's a Moral, I had Red Devil. Um, those last two, the later two, have sort of gone by the wayside. I unfortunately lost um, Red Devil in a panic accident, which really hurt, um, because I think he would have actually brained her in that style of race. And um, he's a moral, was just an outright champion, but he had a few issues, and he's been retired to a great home. Um, our music scene's still going around as honest as ever. and Yeah, so... Yeah, she just come to us, uh, good mate from uh, Darren Freer from Freer Bloodstock, who sell me a lot of horses. Um, yeah, he said, Dave, this mare she's run last in every trial I know, but Fanning can make six thousand bucks. Give her a go, you'll make something out of her. So,
2: Dave, I actually thought you might have after that run in uh, Rockhampton behind Sicilating, um, and also after the third in the Country Cups. I just had a feeling that this mare. Was the one with the strength at the end of 1200 at Eagle Farm? I mean, uh, I, I actually got one right. I put you on top, and I had Valenti second with our local radio tipping here. But my my heart said Valenti when he hit the front. My head said rather Salubrious. They really did settle down to a good battle, and and, and they they come through some really good form lines. These horses um, and rather Salubrious. I, I just felt you you would have been thinking the strength at the end of 14 uh, at the end of 1200 would suit at Eagle Farm.
3: Yeah, look, the Rocky Run. I went there because it was a country. It was a country cut double up prize money for twenty eight thousand. I was probably being a little bit greedy, um, and she shouldn't have went. She just wasn't ready for it. And I told Wendy that, and she raced like it as well. She she over raced, hit the front, and uh, yeah. So then we've sort of we come back and um, just she had a month off. Well, she had two weeks off after that Rocky Run, and then we round her up again so and then sort of Jen Dowley she just couldn't get at him Um, she's a mare that needs to be moving she can't just sort of be she doesn't have a massive sprint on her so she builds into it so yeah and Um, the rest is history I suppose
2: and that that planning, David, we've been talking in, in recent weeks about what's the best route to take but coming through those heats and um, getting prepared that way uh, didn't mean you had to rush anything really going into it but you also put on board the other question many people say when you have a final like this, do you do you go for the big name jockeys? Do you go for the one who's in form with your horse? And you obviously had a lot of faith in Wendy Peel, I mean she's a great rider and uh, been riding extremely well but that preparation, did it, it basically all went to plan and uh, in the End of course, we know the result,
3: yeah. It did yeah, look, look, um, Ange Jones, outstanding apprentice, and I can't sing her praises enough. Um, you know, like she got her there. Um, and like, don't forget my apprentice, Shannon Stephan, she doesn't have a provincial or metro license, and Shannon's mm-hmm. in high demand at the moment. And she does a lot of track work, her and Megan at home. And um, without those girls, this show doesn't run. So, um, for the likes of Wendy. She rode her exactly the way that I wanted her to in Rocky, and then when we went to Eagle Farm in that Benchmark 80, just to make sure she could handle Eagle Farm, because I hear so many different stories. Um, Wendy come and just gave her a treat of a ride, and she was stuck on the fence, and she kept ploughing through it. The fence was off, and I thought uh, she's a real chance in this race.
2: And that that part of the preparation as well, the the nature of Eagle Farm, um, getting there and having that run prior. Would you you see that if it you know in, in keeps going the way it is in coming years, uh, part of an integral part of any preparation for the Battle of Bush. Pretty much so. I mean, look, for me, I don't spend a lot of money on travel. I'm lucky I'm very central in
3: Dolby there. Um, But, you know, those guys out west, the Balentos, those horses, um, like he handled the track, and I'm sure he'd probably handle any track. He's got a massive heart, that horse as well. But it's very important to think if you're going to travel there, you know, your horse has got to handle that track.
2: Yeah, definitely. But, Dave, one thing I did like, and I'm, I'm a bit of a believer of this for my own horses, if you can finish within six lengths uh, of a winner, you know, you keep moving forward. You've got prospects there. And when you look at that finish, the first 12 horses, there's only 6.2 lengths covering. And I think that really just shows the nature of the evenness across all the different regions and the horses participating.
3: Yeah, it does, you know, like maybe some of the form, um, and then Northern Races wasn't as strong as the Barkhaldens, the Fanguels. Um, yeah. So you know, the good horses are always going to shine. Um, and I think you know the best horses were there on the day. I know um, Fabs didn't go, and that was pretty disappointing. Um, there was a glitch there or something that happened, but um, yeah, like you know, you want to race against the best horses. So when you do win, you've got that claim that. was the best horse in the bush that year.
1: And I guess the same for Wendy. uh, Riding up against some of the best in the country. I know we couldn't have all of the Sydney uh, carnival riders come to town because of the COVID restrictions, but she can look at that and say, well, Craig Williams ran third to me and Jim Burns further down the field, Michael Carl, there's a few others there. I'm going to name drop there on a couple of those lads. But you you couldn't take the smile off Wendy's face. That was as good as winning a Group 1 for her. Oh, look, you know... um,
3: I told her after that run, I said, if I can get this mare in the race, you're riding it. And she couldn't believe it. And I said, I have full trust in you, Wendy. I said, you're an apprentice. You've done what I've asked, and you've got to stay loyal. I, my thought was, if one of if Jim Byrne might have been sitting on her because she does labour and she like, oh, I'm had enough now. And you can actually see that in the run. But I told Wendy, that's when you've got to dig deep. And Wendy knew exactly what I was talking about, picked her up,
1: and away we went. So... Now, no names, no pack drill. But is it true that you had a call from a high-profile jockey or high-profile jockey's manager asking for the ride, and you said to him, "Well, you might have it if you're going to come and ride a couple for me at Chinchilla in a couple of weeks' time."
3: Yeah, I did. It wasn't you. It wasn't you. But there was three others that actually asked, <laughs> and I'd already promised Wendy the ride, and there was there was no change in my mind. I was staying solid. Um, you know, a lot of people said you can end up with egg on your face, and I was prepared to wear that because, like. Like we're planning the Rocky Newmarket now, and I've already booked Wendy. And yeah, she's loyal, you know. She'll turn up when, if I was going to Elf, I should turn up and say, Dave's got five rides, I'll go and do it for him. So,
2: D- Dave, you've, I know you've always been passionate about country racing. You, you have opinions on it, which is great to see. Um, you, you, you believe in what you're doing with your product there at go to Park, and it's paid off for you well and truly. Uh, wh- where does the future go, um, well, firstly for rather salubrious, but also with the Battle of the Bush? Do you start planning now to get next year's uh, winner in your sights?
3: Definitely, Rob. We've already bought two horses for next year um, and I've got owners that are keen, as well as salubrious as owners want another one now. I think uh Mitch, one of the owners, he's got two and a half per cent and he was giving it to her as a Christmas present, so it's a gift that keeps giving Wow. Uh, and his brother in law well it's a bit of conjecture because she's sort of just the horse that keeps paying a bill and um so I don't know steve so has got ten percent or twelve and a half per cent, none of us know, so, and I've got the rest of her but um <laughs> uh yeah, and they've just they've just loaded up, and we've got another one um but It's so hard now. You can't just expect it. Battle of Bush, oh, we've named it. We're going to go and get our five runs in the bush. And then, oh, geez, now we've got to qualify. Like, it doesn't work like that. If you think you can do that, well, you've got a damn good horse. So um, the concept doesn't need to change. It's perfect. Um, And I think if you ask the other 16 trainers and their owners that were there, um, I think they'd tell you the same thing, you know. So...
1: Yeah, that seemed to be the overwhelming feedback I got straight after the race having a chat with a few people. They just love the concept uh, and the way it has been tweaked over the last couple of years. And it's almost like, well, we've got it right now. This is wonderful. And and the reception, Rob, we've seen this a number of times already with the Battle of the Bush and the Country Cups finals. The reception from the folk that were there on the day at Eagle Farm, it wasn't just the country people that were cheering and screaming. It really did whip the crowd up.
2: Oh look, it's it's the way they bring off the roof at Eagle Farm with their cheering and crowding. That's just typical of, of country racing, isn't it? And it it just shows how much, uh, you know, we lead from the heart with this, with the the Battle of the Bush. It's it's the pinnacle, if you like, that mid year. And now we've got the beauty uh, of concentrating on the country stampede and the country cups. Um, David, is that where rather celebrius could be headed as well? Um, down the track, a stampede or a country cups challenge uh, at the end of the year? Shall yeah, we
3: definitely have a country cups? Um, that way, Rob. We're just we're just trying to map it out now. I suppose Stampede. Um, I'd be faster than her over a thousand. So, <laughs> um, but uh, a thousand and one, she might catch me. But um, yeah, no, definitely heading toward that. Um, you know, I've had we've gone to Gallopers after the meeting, and I've walked in there and I've got three owners from other high-profile Wisdom trainers, and they say, "Man, we want to get a horse in that race." So that's you know they see what it is and. Yeah, it's a great offering what's there. So, you know, these people are starting to invest in that, and I think there'll be other trainers saying the same thing.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic to hear that there's that kind of reception. We often say success breeds success. You put your name up in lights, and, and uh, yeah, quite often your phone starts ringing. Well, you've learned that in the last couple of days, the amount of media interviews that you've had to do from near, wide and far.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Like, I've just, I'm on my way. I'm going fishing. I've left the girls at home, and I've just two more horses turning up, and... And I've just said I'm out use it there for next year, so I put them in the paddock and we'll work them out when I get home. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's um, certainly
1: good. So, oh, you'd rather have it that way than than going the other way, Dave. Fantastic to uh, to have that result on the weekend. Thank you so much for adding one more media interview to your long list this week <laughs> and joining us on Bush Congratulations again on the Battle of the Bush final. And it won't be the last time, I'm sure, that we're talking about rather salubrious and hopefully go to park with some of these great country features.
3: No, uh, and Rob, can I just say what an outstanding call Benny Hall put in. Uh, he's a good mate of mine, Ben, and we do a lot with him. And um, Mate, that call was, I'll get goosebumps. I've listened to the race 300 more times, as you can only imagine, and the call was absolutely outstanding. Yeah. And I'm still begging Benny for uh, tipping her.
2: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> no, fantastic, uh, Dave, and, yeah, brilliant call. that just added to the theatre and... And the emotion that goes with the Battle of the Bush, and I think you summed it up beautifully in your post-race interview. We look forward to uh, more wins from Go To Park and yourself down the track. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, Rob.
1: Good on you, Dave. Good fishing, and hope the uh, hope you catch plenty. Uh, Rob, just before we leave the Battle of the Bush, uh, just want to dissect it a little bit. We've we've spoken plenty about the winner there, Belenti, brave in defeat. Dito Arvaniti, Ditto Estale Girl. I don't really want to say that there were any disappointments in the race. I don't want to be, be harsh like that because it was just a great
2: race. Oh, it, and that's that's true of the standard, I think, for this particular year's edition. You know, Tango Rain, wide barrier. I mean, you know, if he draws inside, Arwenichi draws inside, I think they're in the finish. You could you can make these um, statements with them, but when you've only got 6.2 lengths covering the first 12, it shows as a real closeness of standard. Uh, there, and I know, like, uh, the boys in Fully Max at, uh, was up there leading 150 to go. I probably wished it was an 1,100 metre race. They were wrapped in the run by Fully Maxed after a slightly disappointing run at Barkey in, in the heat leading into it. But across the board, these horses ran up to their ability and, look, didn't they look fantastic? I heard Bernie Cooper mentioning at different times just how well these horses presented and looked going into the yard. And, um, you know, even their uh, Greg Radley and the team, their preparation and their sky coverage it 's not a gimmick anymore, is it, Tony? That first year people might have been thinking oh what 's this, But now I think the Battle of Bush had come of age and it 's here to stay and will only get bigger and better, or mm. you well, we can see that
1: just by the fact that racing Queensland' willing to up it to a two hundred thousand dollar race this year, yeah. and you look at a horse like rather salubrious, effectively, she doubled her prize money with that race on the weekend. I think she was sitting just under one hundred and twenty thousand in the bank out of forty eight starts. At start number forty nine and a uh, hundred and sixteen thousand jumped straight in the bank, uh, and even when you look at then, you know second prize money for Bellenti 3rd for Arvaniti was eighteen thousand, fourth for Estelle Girl nine thousand seven hundred and fifty. It's decent coin and it's worth targeting. And as as we uh, were saying there with with Dave Reynolds, well, Dave said it to us, it's not so much a case of the uh, the fact that you know they're chasing the big money; they're
2: chasing the prestige of it. Oh, definitely, and and add cutis to it if you happen to have a cutis horse going in there, uh, Tony. I think that'll become more prevalent uh, down the track, and and the form lines really stacked up. Rather salubrious and Estelle Girl had met each other. One they'd each had a win each over each other in the months leading up, and and look at that. There's only 1.2 lengths between first and fourth. We had to be proud out here, the northwest and the central west. We both claim Balenti, and uh, Nick Walsh has done a great job with Balenti. Um, uh, since taking over from Ray Herman. When you're carrying 62 back near the the inside part of the track, Ash Butley, R- Butler rode a treat. And you made the comments about the jockeys, Tony. When you look at those people, Wendy Peel, Ash Butler, you look at Luke Tarrant, Rick McMahon, these guys that have came through, and, and, and Michael Shrapel on the front runner, Trommel Schlagen, they're riding in really good form, and it shone through on the big day. The big stage didn't worry them. They just loved being there.
1: We've got plenty more coming through here on Bushbeat this morning, including a, a little uh, look at the Country Racing strategy Strategy session That was held in Brisbane last week that Rob was a part of As well as looking back at some of the tab results And where the premierships are sitting at
0: the moment as well The winners, the people, the places And everything that makes country racing great This is Bushbeat They've got a
3: finish coming up Rocco's out in front It's Rocco, Penny Agua's trying hard
0: with Buxton Rocco, Penny Agua, Buxton Rocco's in front Rocco's won the Cup Rocco's won the cup from Paniagra and Buxton, and they were followed then back behind them by Jemada. Then Kingsbridge, followed by City Smart and Statement Peace, who made the front running, is knocked up in the last home in the Laura Cup for 2021. Rocco, Graham Cleesey has won the cup.
1: Yes, Graham Cleesey for Steve Pateras aboard. Rocco taking out the Laura Amateurs Cup with the program transferred to Mareeba on the weekend. And, Rob, sounded like they had a really good crowd there. I don't know whether Bluey Forsyth was on Rocco or not, but, gee, he was happy to, hear, <laughs> to see Rocco
2: st- storming home down the middle of the track. Uh, we talk about race callers and excitement at the end, and, and Bluey uh, certainly brings that excitement there. And, and what a way to welcome on Peter Rowe back to... Uh, Bush beat, but not only because of Rocco, I think he tipped this horse last year as a Class 3 as a prospect in a Townsville Cup, but Penny Agua, we're talking about rather celibrious Battle of the Bush. Penny Agua, of course, Country Cups champion. This is a standard we're getting in country uh, racing. And uh, good morning to you, Peter. Uh, Congratulations on giving us that long-run tip on Rocco, but Penny Agua, tell us about the run. Any disappointment there, Uh, everything going forward with that particular runner?
4: Good morning, guys, and yeah, um, full credit to Rocco on the weekend I uh, I actually tipped him on now on the bit preview but unfortunately it didn't upload for some reason and there's no no excuses for Penny Agua, just the race fit horse one and Rocco's in exceptionally good form at the moment and when you have any type of cup at Mariba Racetrack and there's a bacteria source in it you get on it because Steve's known for winning those types of races up there and and um, yeah, did it again on the weekend, a 10 out of 10 ride, Cleesey Picked the better part of the track and got there over Peniagua and Buxton, and then there was daylight back to fourth. So the three top class horses finished one, two, three.
2: Yeah, of course, two from two at the home track. Three wins are uh, placing its last four. It's in good form, but um, Peniagua uh, still going forward. Everything looks good for him?
4: I can't imagine why not. Yeah, just unfortunately met a fitter horse mm-hmm. on the day, and uh, like race fitness was the only thing. Lacey rode Pennyagua a treat and it did look home halfway down the straight, and then you'd just seen the blue colours coming down the middle of the track, which is where it kind of looked like it was better going out there. And, yeah, Rocco got there on the line, and really no excuses for the second and third horse. They were all on equal weights, and um, it was just a really good finish, and this time Rocco got up.
2: Yeah, well, he'll be going forward for the cup runs, and I'm sure Penny Aguirre will as well. And as Tony said, this is the Laura Amateur Turf Club meeting at Mariba. Probably no better way to kick it off than a Bonnie Thompson uh, trainer and ridden winner in Beautiful to- a beautiful Tune, Pete.
4: Yeah, it was a, a, probably the class horse in the race. When you look back at form, it ran a couple of nice um, races as a two-year-old at TAB meetings down in Townsville. And um, a really good way to kick off the day, the first three horses went across the line within less than half a length. And um, a typical Bonnie Thompson front-running ride just got the best out of Beautiful Tune right on the line. Um, Soul Searcher was an eye catcher It got home really well And Mama Don't Dance, a little filly of Dad She's only a, a real pint-sized filly She um, she hit the front and looked the winner and, and Bonnie's horse just kicked back So I think the top three in that race Is definitely a future ahead of them
2: I'm always impressed Ricky Ludwig has this ability to to get a horse and and get uh, continual wins with it. And Tycoon Thunder has won all three since joining the stable. Look, we've been talking Battle of the Bush and we've got Country Stampedes coming up. I know it was a Class 3 plate, but is this the type of horse that you could start planning a long way out and suggest that there is the ability there to go further down that path?
4: I'm going to make a really big call and say this is probably the horse with the most potential up here. Um, His win at Mount Garnet was just amazing I strapped him that day for Ricky and he didn't he didn't look like he was 100% fit but I tell you what he did on the weekend and um, Frankie Edwards, he, when he's on a good horse it's hard to get off and he had all smiles when he came back in and yeah it was only a class 3 as you said but when you look at the horses behind it like Solomon's no slouch, it runs him along in Townsville, Mr Magnusophon's a really good horse um, and he made him look second rate, 1 by 3 and 3 quarter lengths and I don't even think Frankie really asked him to extend so there's a big future ahead of him. I, I see him in the nominations for Oak Park this weekend in quite a few races, but I reckon Waits will get him in a couple of them, and I think you'll see him line up in the, the open bracelet. and He'll probably be the one to beat out there as well, but I definitely think Ricky's got a big future ahead of him. Solomon, good to see him back in some form. He was a handy horse in his earlier days, and Mr Magnus only a couple of runs into his prep, and um, it was a good run as well.
2: Yeah, I like the fact that Tycoon Thunder is getting these non-tab wins under the belt or runs under the belt as well as the wins, uh, which really does set the scene to give the, Ricky the chance to, obviously, if he's got that potential, he might be looking at some pre- provincial uh, big races. But when you get this planning that goes on for the Stampedes and the Battle of the Bush, if you've got all those minimum runs out of the way, you're, you're halfway there, aren't you?
4: Absolutely. And Ricky Ricky doesn't mind travelling. He gets out to all the bush meetings. And, and I reckon even if this was held at Laura like it was supposed to, he would have been there as well. So um, as I said, he's off to Oak Park with him this weekend. So that'll be forced right out of the way. And- the space of a couple of months, and, um, yeah, looking ahead, he's only got to have one more run in the next 11 months to qualify him for the Battle of the Bush, and, mm. um, yeah, I definitely think that'll be on the radar.
1: I think that's a great way to do it. As Dave Reynolds was saying to us, Rob, uh, you know, sometimes it, you know, we were talking about it uh, along the lines of do you get your non-tab runs out of the way and then try and qualify, and Dave was sort of saying, well, that seems to be the yeah, you know, his line of thinking, yeah, make sure that you, you're in there and you've got all that sorted out rather than then having to become an afterthought.
2: Oh, definitely and uh pete you gave us rocco a long way out we've been following it since on bush and it's turned into a good good open company star as well but uh the other two runs on the uh, program the laura bracelet class b and of course the pioneer cup um gave the or wrapped up the meeting and, and in both cases uh the horses in form taking these races after last start wins
4: yeah, my sister, sells. she took out the bracelet. She's only a two-year-old filly, and there's plenty of upside to her. Obviously, two from two, this prep, since going to the Jenny Ball Stable. Um, she's a very, very big, gross filly, and I think there's plenty of improvement left in her once she realises what them legs are for. She's doing everything on raw talent at the moment. And, um, she got there another really good finish. When you look at all the races, all bar one of them, I suppose, there was really close finishes, and she just held on from Meteorano and then my new horse our boy Brett, he um he was attacking the line really well. So again the top three there's definitely wins in them. And also just out of that race, Red Denaro, he ran fourth in that, but Apple Ryan will have him cherry right for Oak Park this weekend. So wouldn't surprise me if he figures in the finish up there. Um and the Pioneer Cup, our Chakrila, um, backing up from Atherton back in a class six plate. This was run at an absolutely hectic speed as you can see from the Times. Um the Frontier led him a merry dance by about, oh, I reckon at one stage would have been close to eight or nine lengths in front. Um, and Steve Wilson just timed his run to perfection without Jaquilla, nabbed the Frontier, and Nada Shah. It's really good to see him getting back into form for Charlie DeVilla and Lacey Morrison. He's not far off a win.
2: Well, I'm taking one horse from that meeting Tycoon Thunder. I think you've made it pretty clear. That's the way you keep looking coming out of that Laura meeting at Mariba. Where to next for you, Peter?
4: Um, we've got the provincial at Townsville today. There's a couple of North Queensland horses heading down there. I've only got the one runner with Coastal Boy. He's in race four. and um, in good form. He is. He is. He's definitely facing his hardest task since coming north, but if he can hold his South East Queensland form, he'll be a real good each way chance. I think he's about 9 or $10, which is, which is a good value. And then we're off to Oak Park for the two-day Friday-Saturday meeting and some, some nice noms out there and I think um, Cairns is represented by myself, the dad and Elwin Bailey's taking some out and then, and then you've got the, the western crew like Tanya Parry, Stephen and Sean Royce they're all coming in so it's, it'll be a great weekend and 10 races and the bracelets to feature on the Friday, um, Tycoon Thunder would be, uh, you're probably your favourite in that and then on Saturday you've got the um, Lindhurst Shield which is just an exceptionally time-honoured race and it, you don't realise how respected the race is until you're out there and you're in it, and it's just—it's definitely the the cup of the bush, that's for sure.
1: And I see ah. the uh, next leg of the uh, uh, Magic Millions Rob Koch Memorial Final of Queensland Up and Coming Stays series this weekend at Oak Park, and then Tuesday week, I think it is 13th of July, is the last leg at the uh, the Cairns Jockey Club
4: program. Yeah, that's it. The Shield, the Linter Shield, the leg this weekend. Uh-huh. It's, um, it'll be a really truly run race day. It's like a mile sprint. Um, you get out and get going and the fittest horse wins. And then, yeah, as you said, the last leg, the 2,100-metre race here in Cairns, and it's said to be a cracker. You've got horses like um, Dad's Old Horse Salesman. You've got Ponderoso. Um, I don't think Bell will be in it. He's up high on the leaderboard. Um, but it'll be a really good race. And I think it'll be a lead-up to one of our Cups too. Like, you you look at our Cups horses that we've got up here. You've got Rocco, Pennyagua. I think Buxton was luckless last year. He probably should have won a Cairns Cup. Um, and then you add in this year's lot, you've got brilliant minds from the Massingham stable who's racing exceptionally well and then you're obviously going to have our visitors from down south. So our carnival this year should be a ripper and um, I think whatever wins the upcoming last leg in Cairns, I think it'll
1: be a genuine cup hope as well. Oh, a fantastic insight into racing in the north as always, Pete. Thanks for joining us again on Bushpeat this week.
4: No worries. Thank you very much.
1: Uh, Peter Rowe there having a look back at the uh, Laura Cup program on the weekend that was held at Mariba And Rob, just having a look at the calendar for what is coming up this week, following on from the Townsville Tab program today. As mentioned, that Rockhampton meeting transferred to tomorrow from the washout on Sunday. That's the Tattersall's Gold Cup program as their carnival slips along. Tab racing on Thursday will be at Kilcoy. That's the meeting moved from Bow Desert. Uh, we've touched on the Oak Park program there with uh, with Peter, uh, ladies' bracelet on Friday, Saturday, the up-and-coming Stayers. It's Mackay Lightning Day on Saturday as well for the Mackay Turf Club. There's also racing at Bar Calden, Clermont, where it's Clermont Cup Day, uh, racing at Wandai, uh, Wombo Cup Day at Warra, Cunnamuller and District Diggers Race Club Racing Saturday, Stamford Cup Day, and Sunday, Tab Meeting at Warwick. Gee, there's some racing coming up this weekend.
2: Is that what you call a plethora? I think so. R- racing, Tony, it's one of those issues, isn't it, for country racing, the programming, and when you look at where these races are falling, Barcaldon, Clermont, Oak Park, I mean, and even Stamford, uh, Warra, the number of jockeys going to these meetings, it makes it pretty interesting and hard to get them there. So it's one of those weekends, and I know it's holidays and it's part of the tourism map for country racing, but I, I think down the track a close look at some of the program for these uh, might make it a little bit easier to get the best value. But one thing I, was, I just noted out of uh, Peter's comments there, we heard David talking about the Battle of the Bush as being that pinnacle. Isn't it lovely to hear that you've got Oak Park coming back, but races like the Linter uh, Shield, mm. I know how time-honoured that is that Peter spoke about. Um, and that's just that other level at every other big country race meeting across the state, trying to win those, um, whether it be, say, the Outback uh, Series Showcase final the other week at McKinlay or an Alpha Cup, which unfortunately was washed out. But when you get these time-honoured races, they just add that layer just below the Battle of the Bush and it just keeps building the momentum of country racing.
1: I think we saw a little bit of that at the TAB program on Sunday from some of the social media that I saw. The Gatton Cup was taken out by the Brenton Andrew trained hell of a babe, with Bubba Tilly on board meeting mm-hmm. honey baby and hostage of war and yeah some of the social media shots there of uh, the sal- uh, salutes and well we know that bubba will salute uh, i think he <laughs> donates to the stewards uh, retirement funds quite regularly don't you bubba uh when but, it comes to you know how thrilled they
2: were just to win a gatton cup but it's a hometown cup for brenton and andrew isn't it, it yeah. brenton and andrew training at gatton and of course he had the first um what was it the first country cups yes uh winner as well I'm pretty sure um, and as well you get uh, Carolyn Aldyce um, having a winner there with Grey Noise and Steph Lacey that was part of her double on the day also winning for Les Clark with um, Peter Collada so uh, yeah there's a lot of emotion and on these days where there's a hometown victory to be had uh, when they get the result, they bring the, they uh, send the roof up with the cheering, that's for sure. Just
1: touching on some of the other tab meetings through the week, as we said, the Roma Turf Club program transferred from Saturday to Sunday. They still had their uh, Saturday phantom meeting and uh, a reasonable crowd uh, rolling up there. But the rugby slipper on Sunday taken out by Sherwood Prince for Gary Geeran and Glenn Richardson beating Craigley Bandit and Craig and Hoff. Angela Jones and Pat Webster combined for a double as did Dan McGillivray and Craig Smith and also want to acknowledge the Tattersall Sprint last Friday at the Rockhampton Jockey Club program taken out by Last Chance written by Ash Butler for Olivia Cairns. Now before we head off uh, on Bushbeat this week just want to get a quick snapshot of course you won't have time to go through everything that happened on the agenda for the Country Racing Strategy Session that was held in Brisbane last week but we're keen to get a little bit of insight into what happened at the workshop.
2: Well, basically, Tony, with country racing, we have a country panel that represents the eight zones with representatives from them, and they meet three times a year, and one of the times they meet is around the Battle of the Bush um, weekend. But this year, Racing Queensland, because they're moving into their strategic plan for the financial year 22 through to 25, they've got that mapped out, so they gave plenty of information in regard to that in terms of their vision and the challenges and risks, but as a result, they also invited uh, other people into the group to be part of the workshop approach. Um, Kurtie from Curtie Mitchell from Chinchilla, who won one of the awards at the um, uh, C- Country Racing Awards back in February mm-hmm. with the On The Bit Awards, uh, was one of the people there as well. And uh, it was just good to be able to go through this workshop, workshop approach because basically I think Racing Queensland, of course, has to go back to the racing board and be able to say well, these are the things that are driving country racing and we want it to be driven. Uh, Steve Wilson, the board chair, said at the end of the day that he had one vision in mind for country racing and that is to be the biggest, and he said, that's easily done, we've got the most country tracks, but to be the best country racing program in Australia. And they you, they do believe in this. They, have a, they see country racing as unique. And I often use the phrase um, that this group with Racing Queensland, they not only... Uh, talk the talk, they walk the walk when it comes to country racing. And you only have to look at the Battle of the Bush um, and the planning that's going into country tab meetings and the different um, series that are happening across the state. So In the workshop situations, the smaller groups that we were divided into were just tackled with questions in regard to uh, what is country racing, what are the strengths of country racing, what are the weaknesses, what are the challenges, so by having a very open uh, discussion and reporting back, everyone was able to hear the comments that were being made, obviously prize money and programming. Uh that type of thing is is was seen pretty important across the board. But also the the community uniqueness of country racing and building community infrastructure for racetracks and creating safe environments. All of these things will be collated and the old workshop technique that took me back to school days, Tony, there you butcher paper up on the wall <laughs> and at the end you walked around with the dots and you put your dots where you saw the priorities were so then they get collated. I'm sure simon stout was working hard on that over the weekend with the team but they then get that list of priorities and say right now this is this is how we meet it in our objectives these are the things we've got to push for and obviously it's the board that makes that final decision but i just love the fact that it was such a positive meeting with the ability to bring new people into the group as well and i think they might plan that more down the track wouldn't it be great one of the things I mentioned was secession planning, and wouldn't it be great if we got some of these younger people were getting in racing and owning horses that they go along one time and listen and learn and see? Well, geez, this is something I'd really like to be involved with, or maybe nup, nah, this isn't my cup of tea. Yeah, but at least I know how the system works and how I can be uh, a part of the input to the future of country racing. So I really appreciated that opportunity uh, to be there. And I think I might have handed out a tip for rather salubrious at the end of the day too, Tony, (laughs) so I can walk away with a winner there. But it was a really worthwhile experience. I really look forward to the final information and I'm sure that's going to be disseminated back to the regions. Uh, so that we can go back to our clubs and say this is what they 're working on, this is their approach, and uh, yeah, worthwhile across the board
1: oh fantastic it 's great to hear that there 's uh, some positive things happening as we know, and there has been for a good while with country racing mm. uh, the the big focus there for racing Queensland, as I said from people I spoke to there on Saturday at Eagle Farm, uh, they were just uh, absolutely thrilled with the response to the uh, the Battle of the Bush concept, and certainly it uh, has been getting big ticks from everyone over the last couple of days so. Onwards and upwards we go, and yes, now the focus coming up on the uh, the country cups for 2021 as we head towards the final coming up in December.
2: Yeah, and and just another example of the weekend. Now Alpha was the wash was a washout meeting, but good on you, Kev Wilshire and the team at Alpha. They had, I think, sold three thousand uh, people coming to that. And I do believe they held a phantom meeting and uh, bookmakers in attendance, the Anderson Harrison bookmaking team from uh, Longreach were there cheering on fully max. But there were 2,000 people there, Tony, just enjoying Mm. uh, the phantom meeting, the social activities, the fashions of the field and the ability to camp over that uniqueness of country racing coming through, even on a day where there were no horses running around the track. So well done, Kevin, the team down there at Alpha. Great to catch up again as we do each and every week. Rob, look forward to talking to you next week. And I'll be back next week. Email me at News at optusnet dot com dot with any great information about the uh, the state of country racing in Queensland. Have a great week. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, listeners.
1: Our thanks to uh, David Reynolds, Peter Rowe and uh, Rob Luck for being with us on Bushbeat this week. Good luck to all of the clubs racing this weekend, especially the Oak Park uh, Carnival coming up on Friday and Saturday and race meetings this weekend for the non-tab meetings at Bar Barcaldon, Clermont, Cunnamulla, Stamford, Wondai and Warra. All of the tab racing coming up through the week as well at Townsville, Rockhampton, Kilcoy, Mackay and Warwick. We'll be back next week to report on lots of news once more on Bushbeat here on Radio Tab.